All right. Hello and welcome to the Drain Lads podcast. This is the podcast where we speak mostly about football and nothing much else. I'm your host, Daz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dre. Dre, how you doing? Yo, what's good, people? Boy, lots and lots of news. You know what? Big day. Funny story, Dre. Apparently, at the beginning of each podcast, I usually say, we haven't spoken for a long time. And someone actually pulled me up on it. Who said that? Ah, uh, don't worry. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this this person was like, right, like, do you never speak to Dre? And to be honest, we haven't really we don't really speak much throughout the week. Like, what's 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 up with that? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's like used to be tight, bro. Like, shut up, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> used to know, be my guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know? Do, do you know what it is? Yeah, usually with us two. So when we was in uni. I would just pull up in it at yours, turn up, be like, yo, what's good? And then while we've been at home, I was still doing that. I would just drive from Colchester and then just buck you in it. But now it's a thing where obviously you've started working. Your priorities to another human being have increased. Um... <laughs> I like the way you said that. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> so it's just one of them things, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You're working, That's I'm working. True. I mean, we're gonna reconnect. But, but we did, we did catch up halfway in the week, though. So that was yeah, exactly, nice. exactly. So, so this week I didn't, you know, spend a lot of time away from Dre. I actually did speak to him. But how, how you doing for the for the pods, bro? Do you know what? Yeah, today is not a good day. Do you know why? Gone. So basically, I was driving my car for time, and I was like, "Yeah, it's all right. There's a couple of things wrong with it, but it's all good." Yeah, I went to take it mm. to get a to get a MOT today. Fam, these yeah. guys, these guys start, these guys start the car, yeah, mm. bro. There was so much smoke coming out of the back, it filled up bro. the whole, the whole garage, yeah. And then they literally looked mm. at me, and was like, nah, bro, we're not, we're not even gonna test it's it. Right off, <laughs> straight <laughs> off, it's <all> right off. <laughs> we're not even gonna test it. So they just literally gave it, they, they literally gave me the keys. They was like, yeah, fix it and bring it back. <laughs> I was like, <"All> right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, bro. So I'm probably gonna Fair get enough. scrapped. I can't lie. I'm, I'm probably gonna you know, get I, I tell you what, you and I can go car shopping because we all know I need a car too. But... Yeah, I, I need to get a new car because there's like so much wrong with it. Yeah. Mm. So a word it's of advice bad. to anyone getting a new car, don't buy it for less than a grand. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could because you know, you know what? You're you're gonna end up spending so much to put parts in it and repair it, it's not worth it. It's just just buy a decent it. car. Fair, fair play, fair play. Well, today we are joined by two very special guests. Um, actually, I've been hounded to get this person back onto the pod because I haven't had him on for a while. Uh, my boy Irx, how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm ready to chat about football. I'm ready to rant. I'm ready to lay out all my frustration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> May the ranting begin. And we're also... Hundred percent, and we're also joined by my good friend Ify. How you doing, bro? Yeah, man, I'm I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Nah, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm assuming that we're gonna have a lot of fiery opinions and and controversial topics to cover, but I guess there's no place best to start than than the results that just happened. Uh, you know what? Let's let's take it all the way back. To Thursday, because we haven't done a pod since then. Erkan, talk to me. Wait, wait, for the record, this is the man that told me Liverpool Football Club would finish outside the top six. 
Talk to me. No, no, no. And I stand Talk by that me. statement. You still might. You still oh, might. I said, I, said, I, said, I said you might finish sixth out of the top six. Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know? We'll see. We'll see with this centre-back issue. But um, listen, you had two easy games, innit? Tottenham and West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just slapping up London left, right and centre, aren't we? Gareth we Bell's finished, man. Gareth Bell's finished. Gareth Bell, I feel sorry for Gareth Bell, man. Happy Gilmore. What is, what is, what's up with Gareth Bell? You know, I don't know. He don't look like he can be fucked. But at the same time, you can't really judge that just by looking at him. But he don't get a run of games. You know, he was sick against Wickham. I think he was sick. He missed a couple chances, but obviously he ain't played regularly. So you expect him to have a bit of that rust. You know what I'm saying? Still got a goal. Still was influential throughout the game. And he looked like the main man. You take it to the Prem now against Brighton. Different story. And he looked invisible. But at the same time, there was like... I, I don't know if I can really diss him for that because we we just we didn't spend Abraham. much time in the opposition box. I saw a stat that half time we'd had like four touches in the opposition box, which is just ridiculous uh, for for mm. a club of our size. Oh gosh! Uh, yeah. Um, well, this is the thing. Now. Yeah, early in, uh quite a few episodes back, didn't we raise the question, Dre, that um will Bale like ruin the side? for Spurs was that introduction to the team kind mm. of hamper them more than help them uh, over, over his, like the past few months that you've had him do you think he's contributed more do you think he's been a bit of a burden in general I think at first um, he probably uplifted the squad a bit you know he's a big name it definitely would have been an exciting signing it would have made the team excited and it would have probably got the best out of our other wingers but I think now as time's gone on and they're seeing that Mourinho don't really trust him. I think everyone's getting a bit more relaxed now. There's no real competition. We've gone from beginning of the season having one of the deepest squads in the league to now one of the thinnest in the in the top six. One of the thinnest. Like you look at our squad, we still got those players, but where's the depth for? Ali ain't getting a game ever again under Mourinho, at least. You know, Bale struggling. Aurea is now <laughs> getting the Danny Rose treatment. Danny Rose is gone. Reguilón's injured. Lacelso has been injured all season. Like the, the, it don't look that deep anymore. Kane's injured. Aren't you signing Costa today? I swear you guys are signing Costa. I, I saw that. I saw he's linked with a top six club, but it's it's this. It's not specified which club it is. It, it would make sense that it's us. Mm. But um, yeah, I, don't I, re- know. I, I raised really the question. Yeah, I raised the question because I, I was reading like a story on BBC Sports, and it stated that um, when Mourinho, I think when Harry Kane got injured. They were asking, like, who's going to be the Kane replacement? And they were like, I think Marino made a big, like, emphasis on the fact that Bale's only going to play on the right. He doesn't want to play on the left. He doesn't want to play up front. He doesn't want to play number 10. He has to play on the right. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can correct me on this. But the tone in which, like, he kind of said it suggests that it's an attitude that maybe Marino isn't always happy with. Like, I'm expecting a lot of Marino-type players to... You know, be happy to do a job anywhere where Mourinho Arts is, you know, willing to die for the club sort of thing, like willing to die for his tactics. So to have a player that is uh, as demanding as Bale and how he wants to play, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a Mourinho-esque player, if that makes sense. Well, you say that, but you'd think this guy would be good at dealing with big personalities by now. Like, I know he had, like, obviously his issues with Pogba, but you think, like, he, he, he got the best out of Zlatan and he they have a strong relationship to this day 
where mm. Mourinho loves him, he loves Mourinho. And Ibra's probably the biggest personality in world football, probably more so but, than Ronaldo or Messi. But the thing is, the difference between him and someone like Bale is that Zlatan's a big personality that actually takes pride in his craft and like in his body and actually wants to fight 100%. I don't want to say that Bale doesn't want to because you can never ever say the true intention of another player. It's just uh, Zlatan strikes me as the sort of person who will give 100% for any club he's playing for until literally the days, exactly, until the days his legs are working. Whereas Bale, he kind of seems happy to just coast. And play golf. I get it, but I, like, what did he? I don't know what he signed Bale for, though. Like, we he's been an admirer of Bale since his like United days, and even at Chelsea, I think. So, like, I don't know. Like, there's clearly something he likes about him or liked about him. Uh, Bale's never been a defensive, work rate kind of player, anyway. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is he wants from him. Like, I feel like Bale would thrive in the Son sort of position, where even though Son does a lot of defensive work, he's always that guy on the edge of the defence, ready to make a run when Kane picks up the ball. I feel like he'd thrive in that. And it sort of looks to me like the right winger is always the one dropping deepest. Like, I've, Lucas and Bergwijn have made more tackles and interceptions than they got goals and assists this, this season. Wow. So, that, that's that's a bit concerning. <laughs> Literally. You know what? Do you know what? Sorry, sorry guys. Can I, can I just... No, I, I want to ask, ask the Spurs fan here. Um, because obviously, you know, look, me, me and Daz, yeah, we've, you know, I mean, we speak a lot about football, yeah, and and he knows how much I I like Marina or I did like Mourinho, in it, and <laughs> and uh, and obviously as as somebody who 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 follows United, yeah, I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm very familiar with his work in it and what and what happened with him um, when he was at United, and like I just want to get. Like the Spurs fans' perspective, obviously, ex Chelsea manager. Um, you know, a lot of people over the years they've, they've been saying that he's that, that he's kind of washed up now and stuff. So, like, I will not. So, so like, from a from a Spurs from from a Tottenham perspective, yeah, what's it like going from Pochettino to Mourinho? Oh, good question. Um, you know what it is. I think Tottenham fans had so many years of. Like working on the potch, beautiful football, but obviously we didn't get a trophy from it. So I think like the squad was built up to a point where, you know, there's quality players there. It's a Champions League worthy squad, and you'd think Mourinho is the guy that would at least get us a trophy and get us back in the Champions League. He's that guy to take us to the next no, level. But, no, no, but no, but is this is this version of of Mourinho that guy though? Like this, this version of Mourinho. Well, like Mourinho, for me, is one of the greatest tacticians in the world. But as of late, like I've seen Mourinho do wonders at this club. But usually, as we know what happens, third season, it sort of unravels. But it's unraveling mid-season. Like, <laughs> it's after true. That, after that Arsenal game, you know, it was the end of that run of like City, Chelsea and Arsenal. We'd kept three clean sheets in them games. We'd won two of them, drew, drew one. And we looked like one of the hardest teams to beat in the league. We had the best defensive record in the league. It was all very set up. We was top of the table. It was looking like classic Mourinho second season. And you'd think we'd just kick on from there. And since then, you know, we drew to Palace, we drew to Wolves, we lost to Leicester. 
It's like we used up all our steam in that get in them games. And Mourinho's just lost his mind since then. I think we had a very settled start in eleven. It was working great. The system was working. And that was the first time I've seen like a settled start in eleven since since like 16-17 when we had Rose Walker, Odvald Vertonghen, Moussa Dembele, Wanyama, you know what I'm saying? It was the same team every week. And it's like, you know, one or two bad games and he just chopped and changed everything. Suddenly, Aurea's in and out of the team. You know, yesterday, Dyer got dropped. Why did Dyer get dropped? He's been your main man all season. You know, Odvald's been in and out. I just don't understand why so many changes are being made. And now it's like we're right back at the beginning. Like, like what, he's trying to find his best starting eleven again. It's it's funny you say that because what I wanted to ask you was, especially in that Liverpool game, why didn't Tottenham Hotspur approach that game like how they did at Anfield? Because if what well, we're going to be fairly honest, you look could have won at Anfield. You know, you created so like quite a few clear cut chances where Liverpool didn't have an answer to it. And I thought when we would go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that was going to face and like an even tougher battle. And it was, it was kind of the opposite. So why do you think Mourinho changed? I think when we went to Anfield, we were just coming off that incredible run of form. Like we was probably the most informed team in the league at that point. So I think it was confidence more than anything else. We went into that game confident and we still lost. This mm. game, I don't think we went into confident. And also he played a back three and I've not seen Tottenham play well with a back three under Jose. It's never worked. The balance... I remember really <laughs> the lineup came out and I think the first message you sent out was, oh, we've lost. <laughs> yeah, I saw the back three and I said we've lost because every time we back, play a back three, not only do we not attack as much, we don't look as defensively stable. Like, the team was solid with the four. Like, I get tactics, you're trying to like, I don't know, maybe maybe he'd done the back three so the fullbacks, Tottenham fullbacks could push back Trent and mm. Robertson. It just never works. Like, I would rather play a system that everyone's familiar with and we know we'll play well under versus a system that will tactically suppress the other team. It just don't work. It's never worked. Like, and I think with this team, I just don't think you can have that sort of versatility. I don't think you've got the players for it. You're playing three at the back. What centre... Well, we've barely got enough centre-backs to make two uh, a two good partnership, <laughs> let alone three. And when he plays three... He plays Davis in the back. What are you doing, bro? Why are you playing Davis? Davis ain't a centre-back. And he's, it's, the wrong, he's, it's the wrong Davis. He's a defensive-minded <laughs> left-back. And I'll be honest with you, he's not even that great of a left-back. Like, he just yeah. does a job. He is the does-a-job left-back. He don't give you his passing's tight, his defending's good, better than average, but it's just very average run-of-the-mill left-back. You know what I'm saying? And I love the guy. He's a lovely guy. But... You know, he's an average, average left back. He don't, he don't excite no one. This guy gets a nosebleed when he goes in, into the final <laughs> third. I'm telling you, bro, there's nothing like, there's no reason to play him in centre back when you've got mm. Davinson Sanchez, who only plays good in a free, and you don't play him. You know? Do you know what? Do you, do you know what? I guess the question that I kind of wanted to ask you, but I was kind of dancing around it here, is basically how long would you give Mourinho before, before, before you say, <laughs> Oh, 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 already? Mm. Um, wait, wait. No, wait, I would wait, actually. You said, wait, who said Mourinho out? I did. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. I thought, I, thought, I thought you said. 
thought I thought I thought the Tottenham fans said said no, 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 no. out already. No, 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 no. No, no. Yes. Only, only Arsenal fans do silly stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see, so how long would you give him to to you to you like? All right, this is I right, forget this. Like, this is enough. When well, when Mourinho came in, I said from the start, I said I love Mourinho as a manager. I've always uh, liked him, even as a, even though he managed Chelsea. I said Mourinho over Pep all these years. I think he's one of the best managers in the world, if not the best. But I knew the football was going to be ugly. So I thought if we can just churn out results consistently and we look like a consistent winning team and we get a winning mm. mentality, I said, I'm happy. But right now, I'm watching ugly football and I'm not winning games. And you're so, not winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It, in all honesty, I would give him probably to the end of the season because we got the... If we weren't in the EFL Cup final, then... Cool, I'd be like, whatever. I'd be like, we'll see how for how long it goes on for. But yeah. because of that, you know, you want Mourinho no matter what. You want Mourinho for a final. He's kind of earned his, his, earned his right to stay till the end of the season by getting you into a cup final. No, I understand that. Yeah, but, but I mean, then, if, if it how... was me, I'd say, after that final, if we don't win that final, get rid of him. But that's basically the end of the season anyway. Yeah. Then mm. I guess last last question on Spurs then would be now that Harry Kane's injured, how do you not go forward? Because and I, I guess this leave. is the best <laughs> yeah, this is the best segue from halfway in the Liverpool game to the Brighton game that happened yesterday. Without Harry really? Kane, you look look completely different. And I was speaking to a Spurs fan earlier today, and what I was thinking is I don't really want to hear about injuries because when Liverpool got injuries, we still had to get results nah, in games. No way. Different different. No, it, Different teams. In the sense of what Harry Kane's a key injury, I understand he's pivotal to the way you play. You have Salah Mane, Henderson, yeah, Fabinho, mm-hmm. Alexander Trent, um, Robertson, Allison was still there. Tottenham don't have the same team as Liverpool. I- I'm talking about right now, starting 11, we've got. I understand that where it comes to squad depth, Thiago. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Liverpool and Spurs are on the same level. It, it's unfair. But they're starting 11. How many key players have you got out due to injury? Uh, uh, Lacelso? I, I, I say three. I say three. Lacelso, Reguilón and Kane. Yeah. Okay. And from, from our team, we've got Fabinho, Gomez and Van Dijk out. No, but no, but no, but Tottenham missing key players is not the same as Liverpool. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, fair uh, fair different. enough. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, fair enough. So, but how do you think Spurs will will go forward without Harry Kane for the next few weeks? I don't think we will go forward. This is the thing. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't going forward, bro. It's not not a (laughs) There's only one thing you can do to make up for this. Because believe me, Kane is more important to Jose than he ever was to Poch. Believe me. Wow. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, Poch. Kane was a prolific goal scorer, sure, but Delhi and Christian Eriksen were putting it on a plate for him. Now, yeah, on the slack. Kane puts it on a plate for everyone else <laughs> and he does both ball. He's completely made it easy for Jose to get rid of Delhi because he does Delhi's job. He's a two in one player now. He's in the, this yeah. is the best Harry Kane I've ever seen in my life. Like forget Bro, thirty goals. Po- po- Pochettino, yeah. Pochettino got Pochettino got to a CL final without Kane, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah, he did exactly. actually. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm saying. We could cope, and that's because we still had 
people in the pockets like Delhi, like Ericsson, who could pick up those balls from the midfield and, you know, feed the attack. Now, there's no one in that pocket. Yesterday, we had eight defenders on the pitch and three attackers. Usually, <laughs> he put like Tongi and Dombele in That's that crazy. 10. And mm. Tongi would, you know, do a decent job in a 10, you know, He's, he'd create the yeah. space. But yesterday, he spent more time in his own half. And the so after the season, space, there's no one to go into that space. It's just Tongi creating space for himself to go into. He can't do it all himself. Mm. He's been our only good player this season, like mm. Bar Hoiberg and like a few variants. But at least going forward and transitioning play, he's the best. Mm. So Would you after the season, yeah, what like where do Son and Kane go from here after this season? If you don't make it top four, where do they go from here? Real Madrid. <laughs> like, I don't know where they go. The thing is, they will always be prolific. But big man yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. like if we don't well, get as well. season, I don't want them to go. Don't get me wrong, I don't want them to go. Nah, but I don't nah, think they're man. gonna stay. Like, because nah, Son, uh, I don't know. There's never any big transfer. I could see Son leaving more than Kane. The thing is, I know I know what Erkan's saying though, because when you think about like there's always hype around certain players leaving, like or there's always like rumbles about where they could go, you don't really hear much about Son. And I feel like everyone thinks that Son is a good player or a great player. He's very loyal. But man. yeah, it, it's almost as if, oh, there's no point going for Son, he's just gonna be at Spurs. That's kind of the attitude I'm getting off different teams. He gathers no hype. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of transfers, he gathers no hype. But but the thing is, everyone says, "Oh, oh like they'll probably go Real Madrid or, or Barcelona." Where oh, these these man these men ain't got money, you know? Like that's yeah, true. Sure, they generally don't. Real Madrid, yeah, yeah, they're Real both Madrid, in that. Yeah. Bro, Real, Real Madrid are apparently supposed to be buying Pogba and, and Mbappe. So so where's so where's the Kane money gonna come from as well? You know that I mean? is true. They're gonna be yeah. investing for Mbappe, and I think yeah. I think apparently Barcelona is in um one billion. Like Euros debt or something like that, and they accidentally leaked. Mess- no, someone leaked Messi's contract. <laughs> he's getting almost oh five hundred million this? a year. How do you leak someone's contract? Like, <laughs> also, <laughs> there's a publication that linked it. No, no. You think they're gonna buy Harry Kane? No way, man. No way. Maybe nah. Kane. Maybe Kane could go Liverpool. Hey, big up. I'm here. Knows? I'm here for Who it. knows? I'm here for it. Man City. Man City. I think. Oh, no, nah, I did that. I would say work, City. Man, you were Liverpool. You can't sell it. Um, Even Chelsea. From one Premier League club to another anymore. Like, when was the last time, like, a Premier League top six side sold their best player to another Premier League top six side? It don't happen anymore. That like, probably Van Persie could go off on. Bigger, faster. Nah. nah, Matic? <laughs> wasn't, it, um... wasn't it Matic? Uh, yeah, but like the best player. No, I mean, like, like their best yeah, like, player. You need somebody. Yeah. somebody Matter? Nah, 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 nah. Mm. No, not my favor. Like, so, like somebody that the club didn't want to get rid of. So, yeah. oh. I, I probably say, I probably say Alexis, maybe. Oh yeah. But even then, that was a swap deal for Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that was mm. people running down their contracts. So it was like it just won't happen it anymore. Happen. When does James really contract run out? And when does Suns run out? Um, good question. I think Son's is quite long. I think it's at least another three, four years because I'm pretty sure he signed a new one last year. And um, I'm pretty sure Harry Kane signed a seven year deal like a few years oh, ago. Fuck that, man. Kane fucked uh, himself up there. What's he doing? 
Yeah. You the thing with Kane is he's always him. said he's going to leave. I think contracts mean nothing anymore if a player hands in a transfer request because as soon as other clubs know that player wants to leave, the, the price plummets anyway. His like, worth is going to be so high though. It's true. Uh, in the COVID times, I'm not sure. I think, you know, a club might be able to prime for, you know, maybe 100, 120. I don't think 150 anymore. I don't think maybe three years ago, yeah. But he's injury prone as well. So, Oh, yeah, sorry. Last thing on Kane. Why, why on earth didn't you come off early? I mean, I know I was screaming at my TV, like, take him off because I'm a bit selfish. But he, he injured one ankle. You kept him on. And then he injures his other ankle. Like, how unlucky That's can you That's a mad thing. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it didn't look serious. He didn't seem to be... He weren't running, but he didn't seem to be moving with a limp or anything. And then... How long is he I don't know, for? you know. couple weeks. They, they haven't specified yet, but I think until... End of February. End of February, isn't it? Yeah, That's sort of time. middle to end of February. I think he's going to miss that first leg of um, Europe. post lockdown. <laughs> we'll see him when lockdown restrictions are alleviated. Jose rushes him back like Poch used to because Jose <laughs> needs him more than more than Poch ever did. So Jose, Jose needs K, but he needs. He needs. just he just needs him in April. That's all it is. Jo- Jose will gladly get your club relegated, but as long as he wins a cup, that's his record done. He, he's won a cup. He's won a cup everywhere he goes. He doesn't care. This guy ruins teams, man. I don't, this guy ruins. I, teams. I don't see how he's going to beat Man City right now, though, because Man City for me are looking centurion esque. I said no, no, City no, no, are no, going to no. win the league. I said M- Mourinho. Mourinho lives in Pep's head. That's all it is. Do you know that what though, mm. Do you actually still think that Liverpool are going to win the league? Like, I wouldn't say belief, but actually think, yeah, we are going to do it. Rather than listen, listen, we're in there. We are in there. Um, I think I was I was speaking to someone today, and I was saying that Liverpool needed to beat Spurs and then West Ham to have a hope. Because right now, as it stands, they're four points above us. So if they win their game in hand, they're seven. But we still have. You're forgetting that a lot of the big teams has to play each other. And I saw a table the other day. Liverpool are the best where it comes to um, like six the top six or the traditional top six versus each other. We've got the most points from that. If we beat City, the gap turns from seven to four points. City still needs to play Tottenham. They <clears> still <throat> need to play Arsenal. They still need to play um, <clears throat> Manchester Chelsea. United, Chelsea. They still need to play Leicester. They still need to play a lot of big games where they can drop points. So City it, will be us. I think we're going to lose to Chelsea and City personally. You might, but all all I need is City to draw. Just draw against one of the big six. And then Liverpool can gain two points on them. It's very, very close when you think about it. So can Liverpool do it? They could. Are we favourites? We made it very difficult for ourselves. Huh? Who have Liverpool got got left to play though? um, Basically, apart from Tottenham, all the traditional top six one time and Leicester. But but again, Liverpool's record against the top six sides is the best in the league by quite a bit. They're they're not they're not your problem. Is 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 the is the it's the it's the relegation dons that are in it. Yeah. On yeah. speaking of relegation dons, chat to me. Right. What, Sheffield, what, Sheffield United. United. Sheff, we'll start listen, from there. Sheffield United. Listen. Um. Yeah. I think. To be quite honest, yeah. Um. That. 
I, I don't think any honest Man United fan should be surprised by what happened because, I, you know, I remember a few weeks ago, yeah, like when I when I was on here and um, is it Janos? He, he was here as well. And, yes, Janos. And yeah. yeah, and he basically said that United are in a false position. And I kind of said, and 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 I said, yeah, like like he's right. The way United have been playing here is not sustainable. Like we've been, like we've been scraping a lot of games. Like whenever United plays, it's always very tight. The game's always in the balance and stuff like that. And then, like what happened against Sheffield United yeah, is basically they got they got complacent. Yeah, they fought raw. Like yeah, bottom. You know, like bottom of the league in it. You know, we don't really have to turn up today. And, you know, and, and like Sheffield United, yeah, like, I know they're bottom of the league, yeah, for a reason, but, like, they're not, like, they're not a crap team, in it. Like, a, a lot of their games, they, they they lose it by, like, one goal and, and stuff like that. So, they're the sort of team that if you're not 100%, they can, they can surprise you, in it. So, like, yeah, it's, it's just basically... That performance and that result was was coming for a long time, man. Because I don't think United have played well at all for probably since since they smacked up Leeds six two in in December before Christmas. I don't think they've really put in a a convincing performance, man. And like and then, and then like you you go on to like what to the game on Saturday against an Arsenal team that's missing three of their best players. And I lackluster performance, bro. Bro, Arsenal fans were actually saying like, "Yo, we should have won that," you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and that was Man United's full strength team. So this is so so this is what I'm saying. Like the way United are, are playing football is is not sustainable. And and like I was actually saying to someone the other day, like um, after after Liverpool um, beat West Ham. Like, I said Liverpool will finish above Man United because Liverpool they're putting in them performances because and and I said performances like I I don't I'm not somebody that just looks at results I look at performances because over time performances are are going to keep you going in it like results re, results are, are kind of short term that's why uh, again back to Tottenham when they were top of the league um last month they weren't really playing well, mm. and and look where they are now. In it, 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 it weren't sustainable. So it, I do agree same, with what you're saying. Same goes for Man United, man. I, and I think Liverpool they've they outplayed Tottenham. They they outplayed West Ham. So for me, they look like they're in a better position going forward than Man United, man. Honestly. Well, this is the thing with United. I was listening to um certain YouTubers on YouTube, and the one thing they were saying is that. When they look at United play, they don't look like they're relishing the challenge. It's almost as if they're shying away from it. I think I told you a, lot, uh, a few weeks ago that United works well when they're not under pressure. You know, when no one expects them to do well, they'll they'll put in a run of games, and it's like they almost surprise themselves when they're in first place. They're like, "Oh, we're actually in the title race." And like the second you say title race, you know, yeah. that's when you it's start tense. seeing the cracks. Yeah, it's tense, and I don't think a lot of the players have the spine to be able to cope with that pressure. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's funny, what you're saying with Liverpool is that over the past few weeks, uh, over this January month, when I looked at their performances, it's not that 
we was getting smacked up by teams. A lot of the games, we was actually dominating them. We just was lacking the quality in the final third and we couldn't break teams down. We was always dominating games. And it's just exactly. now since, yeah, it was since uh, you knocked us out of the FA Cup when we actually got the two goals. And it was like, that's the moment we've broken the non-goal yeah. scoring hoodoo. And we just, what well, it was, uh, we scored two against United, then we scored three against Tottenham. Could have been four. Uh, and we scored three against West Ham. Yeah. But um, where it comes to United, what is it about United and um, and Oli and where it comes to the pressures that come? I think, to be honest, um, yeah, Oli's dead. yeah, you talk about you talk about pressure. Here. Look, 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 bro. Yeah, I'm. I mean, look, I'm not going to say he's dead, but like, like the thing is, yeah, I'm not. I'm not Oli out here, but am I convinced that he's that he's the man? That he's gonna take United to the next level? No, because bro, like man, forget yeah. Before he was at Man United, yeah, this guy was mm. managing in Norway, bro. He was managing in Norway, and like man, man, man seemed to think here yeah, that like um that um wait sorry sorry guys hang, hang on a second <laughs> yeah sorry about that um sorry yeah like. I just think, you know, even like even him, yeah, he's he's got he's got this demeanor like he's just happy to be there, isn't it? He's like he he can't he couldn't be, like he still can't believe it. He's pinching himself that he's, he's the United manager, bro. Do you, do you <laughs> know, bro, bro, this brother was a caretaker manager, yeah, who mm. somehow became the permanent manager. Do you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people like, like a lot of people say about him. Yeah, that like it's not really him. It's he's he's just got good players. And I think, don't get me wrong. Yeah, sometimes he has shown himself to have like good tactical understanding and, and stuff like that. But I just feel, but I just feel like when it comes down to it, yeah, the brother is just. <sighs> Well, it's it's funny you say that. Then he's he's not gonna he he's 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 never gonna win as long as he's in charge. Yeah, United mm. will get top four. They'll they'll finish third. Yeah, but they won't win anything. And and for me, his ceiling is 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 third place in the league and getting to semi-finals. Like that's his ceiling, isn't it? Because the guy's limited, isn't it? And ultimately, um, yeah, that's that's what it's gonna be like, man. So. As long as he's around, yeah, don't expect United to be challenging for titles or anything like that, man. Mm. Yes, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, it's, it's funny you say that because one thing I heard from another United fan is that he said, where it comes to tactics and stuff, where his strength is, is allowing... Is that, is, he sets up the team to allow the best players to express themselves. And he's really good at man management. And I was thinking about yeah. it and I was like, you know, there, there's actually a truth to it. I mean, the way a lot of people don't like the fact that he doesn't play Van der Beek. And I've been looking at the performances that he plays when he is playing. And the one thing I realised is that it's very hard for people to understand why he doesn't play him. But every time I see him play, he's tidy on the ball. You know, yeah. he does everything neat and he doesn't really yeah. take any risks. So he doesn't look like he's playing bad. Yeah. But what does he actually do? And I don't want to hear about what he does at what he did at Ajax, 
for at United, what does he actually do apart from just be tidy on the ball? Because we we've got players like that, like Gini Wijnaldum. He's tidy on the ball, yeah, but he doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, much. yeah, yeah like... Bruno. Every, everyone doesn't like the fact that he keeps losing the ball. He'll he'll lose yeah. it like eighty five times. We have we have this <laughs> we have this joke that from yeah. minute one where he starts playing that Bruno's charging up <laughs> for that eighty fifth yeah. minute, you know, wonder. But yeah. what has Van has Van der Beek done anything to show you that he should play more? Yeah, he's he's clearly a better football. Well, here's the thing, yeah, mm. like. The way the way like the way United line up here, it's basically Bruno in the ten, and then behind him, Fred and McTominay. Now, 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 the reason he placed Fred and McTominay is because neither of them are good enough to to play as a as, as a DM oh by themselves, in it. But mm. yeah, you have so to have the McFred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so going back to Van der Beek here, if let's say. Let's say Pogba was playing next to Fred rather than McTominay. Nobody would have a problem with that because, yeah, because because people say yeah, like Pogba's better than the McTominay. I'm like, sorry, Pogba's better than Van der Beek. So, mm. so yeah, okay. Like Van der Beek here didn't come to United to be benched by McTominay. <laughs> do you, know, do you, get, do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. like, like, bro, he's like, like, bro, he's a better footballer than Scott McTominay. So the reason the reason everyone has a problem is is they're like wait why why can't Van der Beek do what McTominay does? Do you know even what I'm when he comes off though, Van der Beek doesn't play. It's like what is it? Someone said not even stomach cramps could get Van der Beek on the pitch. Yeah. When um <laughs> when only Scott... day one, in, bro. We listen, bro. It's clear. It's it's been clear from day dot. He's not an Oli signing. Oli Oli didn't want him, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Oli Oli wanted um, Jack Grealish. But he got Van der Beek instead, so 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 now he's just there with a player that that he's like, wait, so what am I gonna do with him? In it, he's he's not he's not like I've gotten I've got no use for this guy. Do you know what I'm saying? But the issue is is the issue isn't that Van der Beek's not playing. The issue is who's in front of him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's yeah, like McTominay. <laughs> well, like. Basically, McTominay should not be playing ahead of Van der Beek. That's it. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, all right. Speaking of the United Arsenal game, I guess Dre and Ify talk, talk to me about that. I didn't get to see much of the match, but um, I was surprised. I it was gone. I was surprised. like, yeah, I was quite surprised that Man United's approach to the game. To be honest with you, like because because obviously our Man United like our title challenges and that. Like, I don't know. I was a bit more shook. But then when the game started, I wasn't really that shook. Do you know what I mean? Because when, like, because obviously we came into it without Tierney, Saka, Aubameyang and Gabriel. So it was a thing where I thought, cool, we're going to have to defend and just go for the counter when we can. But I thought I thought Man United were going to win, to be honest with you. Um, and and I thought they was gonna really come at us, especially when Martial came on. I was like, oh shit! Um, I don't know. A lack of like, faith in your team. <laughs> no, like I just felt like because we had so many players gone, I thought it was gonna be quite difficult. And obviously we had David Luiz and 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 Holden at the back, and we had Bellerin right back and Cedric left back. So it's like, I hope they had solid games though. Yeah, yeah, like like they actually did, but. 
I don't know. I just thought that because Man United are where they are, they would have put a lot more pressure on us or creating more chances. I thought Bruno would have turned up a bit more. I was a bit mm. surprised then. I, I sort of came out a bit more disappointed because I think we had... Yeah. Um, I don't think we had the most chances because I know Cavani had two. And then I actually think Rashford had probably had the best chance and he done some... Turn. I don't know oh, why. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to cut you halfway. So, sorry to cut you halfway. Yeah. But with the why whole thing with Rashford. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was gonna say the whole thing with the racism, Rashford. Oh that's, yeah. That's appalling. Yeah, that you was just amazing. reminded me. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. These people need to be banned on social media because you would have thought that racism would have. Well, actually, no, you wouldn't. I'm, I'm not even surprised anymore when I see it. But yeah. I think what someone else was saying is that with Cavani and those missing chances. Anyhow, Martial would have done those. Martial would have got the abuse as well. Yeah, it's true. Hundred. Yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah, sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's calm. But like to carry on on that, I feel like people that do the racism thing, there should be a way for like the police or whoever to find out who it is behind the screen. I think they can do that. I'm not sure, but I feel like these people do need to be held accountable for what they're saying, innit? If it goes past mm. a certain banner level or being racist or. Because I man's out here feeding feeding you lot's kids and certain men are being racist to him. It's it's a bit mad. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I think yeah, I think Rashford had like the best chance of the game, and then he done some turn. I was like, oh shit! All right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, like I was just like done some mad turn. Um, Mm. but yeah, no, I was just surprised. I was really proud of Arsenal's performance. Um, I think even though we didn't win, we would have taken a nil nil draw before the game. Do you know what I mean? It was just one of the things where we had so many players out anyway. Do you know what I mean? And and this ain't our best season. And Willian missed a really good chance. Pepe, oh. Pepe's coming back. Do you know what I mean? Like to better form. You never know a Pepe. I just feel like the team's going in the right direction. That's what I think we're happy with. I think with Man U, the reason their fans are pissed with a draw is one, obviously, because City's going further away. And, and, the way they played was just wasn't good. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't pro- yeah. like it wasn't progressive. You couldn't look at it and say, "Cool, we got a draw," but I know we proper peppered them today. Like they really didn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think um, so I was watching what's it rants thing in it, like mm-hmm. their whole uh, podcast, yeah. and all, and all of them were just saying like from that game, you like you really saw the difference between Arteta and Oli. And obviously, like, everyone's going to have their different opinions, stuff like that. But I just found that interesting to hear that from Man U fans, where they was like, yeah, you really saw why Arteta technically done him. Do you know what I mean? And look, they were saying that he was the better manager. And I, I wanted to hear if he's viewed, look, viewed on that. Look, yeah, like, look, look, I mean, obviously, like, um, you guys will be more... Um, um, you guys will have more knowledge about the, the feedback that we get on these podcasts. You know, I would... I'd I'd love to know what Man United fans think <laughs> uh, think of me in it because I'm always very like harsh towards Man United and stuff like that. Um, but to be honest, yeah, and and look, I've already I've already brushed Ollie on 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 this podcast already. But <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I just I just I just feel like a lot of Man United fans, yeah, they watch the game with their hearts. I like to watch the game with my eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. Ooh, boss. Well, Literally. Yeah, but like, bro, like, fam, it's it's like, it's like, obviously, 
Solskjaer's a club legend, isn't it? And a lot of them want him to do well because they've they've got that emotional connection towards him, innit? But mm. I just feel like with football, you've got to be objective you, and you've got to look at things for what they are. And Shout out Abramovich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, Lampard was a legend as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably the biggest. Because, mm. yeah. look, the thing is, yeah, like, I remember we recorded a, a podcast um, before New Year and I said, like, Arteta, he, you know, he's, he should just, um, he should Prison. ditch, like, the, he should ditch, like, 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 the, the Williams and the, and, and all those other bums, yeah, and start playing the, the youths, in it? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and, like, you're now seeing, yeah, when, when he gets players that actually want to play for him, yeah, you can see the difference. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I do think Arteta is a good coach. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I really do. Solskjaer, for me, I just, um, you know, he knows how to set a team up defensively, but but going forwards, it's very very disjointed. It's, it's FIFA like, Street Bros. Freestyle football. It's freestyle. It's, it's freestyle football, bro. Mate, bro, 100%. bro. Bro, I've, I've, I'm sorry. Bro, have, bro, have, have any of you street, seen bro. this? Bro, fam, like, have any of you seen the stat, yeah? That Man United's record against the big six. Bro, oh, apart from Spurs Richie. slapping you lot. Oh, yeah, it's bad, nil, 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 nil. Yeah, One goal. Yeah. One they scored one goal from seven games against the against the big six and it was a penalty. Yes, bro, mad. like so <laughs> that's bad. So, that's really bad. You know what I'm saying? I actually so, I actually rate Oli Gunnar Solskjaer though. I think he's actually doing the best job. I don't think anyone will come in now and do a better job than Oli, personally. Ooh. 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 I don't know. I'm not sure. Save that one. Sure, Save that babe. one for the end, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you know what it is like? The man's had times where he's had two or three occasions now where they've been <laughs> a spell and everyone said, oh, Oli's got to get sacked. Oh, all of this, this, that, that. Everyone <laughs> that judged him said he's the most... Um, He's the worst manager in the, the league. Teacher. The man has always bounced back and bounced back well. And I think, I don't think this United team is that good. There's superstars in there, but you know, look they, at Mourinho. They overperform at times. This you know what, team yeah? is better than that United team, I think. And we're Ooh. getting worse results than you. You think Tottenham have a better team? Manager. You think you think Tottenham have a better team than the Man United? Really? Uh, that beef on the pod. Hey, settle in, lads. <laughs> I do. Uh, mm. uh, I, I don't know, man. I feel like you're giving social a bit too much credit, man. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, listen, you know what? Nil Nil ain't bad against the top six. Nil Nils are not bad. No, no, but that, but no, but what, like, you got to look at what that tells you. So that basically tells you against better opposition, like, what, well, like, what's Zero going ambition. on? You know Zero I mean? ambition. He just wants to stink out the place. He doesn't yeah. have the team, I don't think. That's the thing. Like, Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Their starting 11's good enough to challenge. Yeah, the reason why it's good is, yeah, challenge. But yeah, the reason why they won't win the league is because of their squad depth. But their first team should be challenging for the league. Squad depth? Have you seen Man United's yeah. bench? What are you talking about? Squad depth, <laughs> bro. They have some it's crazy death, bro. bench, bro. 
No, who? no way. Who? Who's crazy on their bench? Go on. If you have Van der Beek. Yeah, if you have Van der Beek Mac on the Mac bench Mac. that literally got Ajax to a semi-final Champions League, yeah? I oh, can't lie. Semi-finals. Just... Oh, semi-finals. Oh. Yeah, what? That's the Champions League, you know? That's a big thing. And? Semi-finals, sorry, I'm, bro. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, used, I'm used to winning them. Winning them things. Sorry, go on. I will boy up Liverpool good. in a minute. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I'm picking up. Van der Beek. <laughs> Greenwood, yeah? Greenwood should He's be like... starting anyway. There's no place for him. Henderson as well as a goalkeeper. What are you talking about? Dead, that guy should food. that guy's first nope. team. What that do you mean, guy dead food? is so he is so mistake prone. You oh, know, on, come honest, on, man. Uh, if you was talking about other United fans' reactions to this pod, yeah? yeah. One thing they said, one thing one United fan said was, "I don't understand why people keep calling for Henderson to start since yeah. like De Gea went through his little patch of not being great this season. He's been one of your best players. He hasn't. Yeah, tell me." A, a high-profile oh, mistake no, 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 that no. he has made lately. Wait. Henderson's made high-profile mistakes this season yeah, and he, last season. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. not an issue. Ify, yeah, wait, wait. Listen to this. This is Man United's bench against Arsenal, yeah? Ba- yeah. What's his name? Bailey or Bally? However you yeah. say it. Bailey. Bailey, yeah. dead food. Injury Martial. Martial. Dead. Greenwood. Dead James. Henderson. Yeah. Tellez. Yeah. Matic, yeah. Van der Beek, yeah. and Old Man. and Tuan Zebi. That's an in-depth Wait. bench. I don't care what you're talking about. You've just told That's me Van, de- Van der Beek, their fifth and Matic, the granddad. That is an in-depth bench. Arsenal, Matic, the granddad, Van der Beek, fifth choice centre mid for Manchester United. Henderson's Arsenal's bench compared to that is different, bruv. Arsenal's bench Listen. was was actually Gabriel <laughs> Willian, Baller. What's it, what's um, the name? Old. What's his um? What's the keeper's name? Ruan Arison. Ainsley, Rush, Chambers, El Nenny, Inketia, and Willock. <laughs> what are you talking about, bruv? About Man United got no fucking. Your bench is dead. Bro, you're too. moving mad. Bro, Your dead. bench is dead. That is, that is awful, <laughs> bruv. Even that's, if I looked at Chelsea's that's, bench, I'll look at Chelsea's bro. bench. It's bro, worse. Does, 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 let me not, does, let's not. Bro, when when you man were going on your little run, yeah, let's not let's not act like <laughs> there, there were some there were some bullies on your bench, yeah. Man was bringing on, <laughs> on Diva Karigi, bro. I, ain't <laughs> I, I want I want Karigi. that man out of my club. I want. He had a terrible miss, you know. He had a terrible Milner one on one miss. Milner as well. He's washed up. He's what he's Stressing old. Coming off the Lovren. old, bro. Lovren, nah, he's gone Lovren, from Lovren's your Lovren was your was was your bench. Was your fourth choice centre back, bro? You, bro. Yeah, you I have a question, this. though. I have bro, a question, though. You're stuck. Yeah. So, would you think about now? Yeah. Do you yeah. think maybe it's time because he would probably collect quite a lot of money for you to invest? Would you think about selling Rashford? Ooh, that is a very. Um, I, it would. It would never happen, in it. I, I know. I know you're asking a, a, a hypothetical, in it, but yeah. Um. Because I would do it. It's a lot of I, I money. Would, I, I, I just wouldn't because obviously he's the he's the poster boy in it, and obviously he's the homegrown guy and stuff. Um, I think, yeah, I, I I understand what you mean. He'll probably command more money than, say, for example, Martial. But I just, yeah, it would it would it would like it would cause a riot, you know, if man ever sold that shit. I mean, I'm. And plus, I don't think he'd ever leave as well. I think he he'd want to spend his his whole um, career at Man United. United. Probably. Mm. 
Because United mm. through and through. It's like yeah. Liverpool selling Trent. Same situation. Exactly. Never know. There you go. Nah, would you play um, so... would you play Greenwood over Rashford then? Or would you keep it the way it is? No, you know what? Rashford, yeah, he's as I said, as I said a, a couple of weeks ago, Rashford's very frustrating, isn't it? Mm. He's on mute. No, he, he can be very frustrating. Yeah, I think he's muted. But I guess we can we can segue into the. Wait, sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, 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 about that. I'm, I'm back. That's I'm back. your problem. Sorry, guys. Just just to finish here. It's your problem. Sorry, guys. Just to finish here. Um, yeah. Um, like yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you guys asked me about Rashford, and I said, the guys, guys, so frustrating, man. Um, but you know, you got you got kind of accept it because like you know he's got the numbers in it like you can't if, if, he, if he's having a bad game you can't really take him off because he's the one player that will probably um come up with something in the end in it so if, uh, if yeah, it's not offside that is yeah you, you he's just, offside exactly. all the time all the <laughs> bro, time you, bro 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 he's got he has a lot of flaws but you just got you have to accept it in it you you gotta accept that he's that kind of player he's gonna make Four, five, six, seven bad decisions a game in it. Man's side fam. He thinks he's on the the defender's shoulder and is in the sands, fam. Bro. What's what's wrong with him, fam? Bro, <laughs> uh, don't even ah uh, that that Anfield game there. Yeah, just ah uh, my days, man. I'm 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 still I'm still haunted by that man. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy knew he was offside, yeah, and he still made the run. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's the difference between you know good players, great players, and world class players, though. But um, no. I guess moving on to the last segment, unless anyone has anything more to ask or say. Wait, wait. So with Leicester, yeah, have they bottled it? Mm. Or, or or is this is this the start of them doing what Leicester do nowadays? Top four bottle. Top four bottle. They've bottled it. They're gonna I think bottle so. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Chelsea will make a who do you guys yeah, actually think is going to finish top four? I think Chelsea. Oh, oh yeah, they I got don't their know, new manager know. Tuchel. Or I don't Tuchel, think Chelsea will. I don't think Chelsea will. Why not? They they got a good result on the weekend. You know, who Chelsea oh, yeah, are actually, quite a few points behind and games. It's true. I think you're like two points behind them, but you know, I want to get Erx's opinion on this. What mm. do you think of the second of Frank Lampard and the hiring of Tuchel? Do you think it'll be good for them? Um, it'll be good for them because they'll get the little honeymoon boost that you get with every manager. So it, it could propel them to top four. But I think I think Frank Lampard kind of made his own bed, to be honest. I don't know how many of those transfers he sanctioned, but that transfer window uh, buried him. You look at last season, he... He got them to top four in an FA Cup final in his first year with a transfer embargo, and you know kids up front, mm. and and he brought through all these kids as well. Like he he managed to like most managers would come in and say, okay, can't sign anyone. I'm going to play all the experienced players, the Aspilicueta's, you know, the Rudigers, whatnot, and I'm the Giroud's, and I'm I'm going to just get results. But he didn't do that. He took a risk. He brought through the youngsters, and his faith paid off, and now. You know, they got all this talent in Mount, you know, 
uh, Tamori, even though he's gone AC on loan, uh, Reese James, Abraham Hudson Odoi, and it's like they've got a whole new team. He managed to rebuild that team with no transfer window, which is something I've never seen before, especially at Chelsea. So mm-hmm. I think he's done very well, but the problem is he went into his transfer window, and I think they needed a bit of experience at the back. Thiago Silva was a good signing. Left back, they didn't have great options, so Ben Chilwell was a good signing. Other than that, I think the rest, they just sort of, they had a young team and they went and bought European youngsters. It was like, <laughs> it's like, it was a bit like Fulham when they came up to the Prem in 1718 and signed all them, like 12 players to hmm. basically replace the whole team that just got them to the league. It was like, it didn't really make sense. Even though they're quality players, you know, I think he, I think it just pissed off a lot of people, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I speaking of which, I think on the podcast we've officially buried Timo Werner. I think he is currently <laughs> on a twelve game Bro. non-scoring streak. Fam. Not yet. How did he miss that penalty? How did he miss that penalty? And I literally gave him the chance to come back, and he missed the penalty, bro. We are in his head. The drain, drain does are in his head, fam. Iffy too. I told you, man. I, I told you, man, he's not all that, man. Like, we, nobody should be surprised by this, bruv. You know what I'm saying? This is, yeah. this is, this, this, this is Werner, bruv. You know what I mean? They brought, they, they brought it, they brought a German manager, yeah. And he's still. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Nah. Uh, I can't, I don't know if you've stayed. Um, up to date, but we have absolutely hammered Team of Earn on every single podcast. Bro, I don't blame you. Prem's, Prem's too physical for him. You can get a German speaking manager, you can get a, a, a manager that can speak to him in sign language, it ain't going to make a difference. Sign language, fam. Bro, he's a, he's, a, he's a German league striker. If he went Bayern, he'd kill it. He'd kill it. He'd probably yeah. replace Lewandowski in, in no time. But he just, he ain't that guy, bro. Like, he ain't that guy for the Prem, I don't think. Well, this this is the thing. Where it comes to managing transfers, I think kind of to touch on what you were saying, Ify, um, you can't, it, I think it was a Chelsea thing. I don't think it was a Lampard thing because Chelsea had all this money reserved. They had all these targets and they had the ability to get everyone they wanted. And that it was a good business move that they did. But it wasn't a good footballing move because there's just too many players to have to gel together. And I said at the beginning of the season, their issue is is that they're not going to gel enough in time in order to do a proper title challenge. It's going to take mm. them all a whole year to to adjust. And as fun as it is to like rip on them, we do have to give them a whole year and judge them on what they do next season because it everyone takes a a different time to develop and to adapt. But speaking of transfers, gone. Sorry, sorry. Last, last thing. I think Havertz will come good because he's still young, and I actually think he's a, he's a quality player. But, but the other guy, I'm I'm not so sure. But yeah, sorry. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of transfers, are each of I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the the call now. So first, you Dre, are you happy with Arsenal's transfer business this January? Um, I think we've actually done the best business to be honest with you I think getting Odegaard in was massive for us because that was exactly the position we needed 
I think the only thing that would have made it better is if we got the option to buy. But I think Real Madrid are going to consider selling anyway because they want to sign, as if you were saying earlier, players like Mbappe and Pogba and who else and Alaba as well. Do you know what I mean? So they're going to need to raise money, especially if especially if Zidane stays. I know they don't really get along well. Hopefully he does, so he can come to us. Um, getting in Matt Ryan as well was a big one for us because obviously our second keeper was really bad. So getting in him... Um, I remember, what was the game that I saw him in? Where it was just letting in everything. Oh, uh, bro, I think it was against City, actually. Yeah, it was against oh, City. Yeah, and it was it was bad. So getting Matt Ryan for me, he's he's a really good keeper. He's not like nowhere near world class or anything, but he's a decent Premier League keeper. Do you know what I mean? So that you know was, was funny. You know what's funny? Oh. You, you signed that that keeper. Was it from the French second division or? Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> and um, Runnison, the, fact, yeah. the fact that he had the, the worst save percentage in that league. <laughs> That's terrible. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan apparently has the worst save percentage in the Premier League. So, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> He's better than my man, isn't it? So that's, that's he's better than I mean, my man. So. A Premier League crap Worst keeper. Than <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I guess. but yeah, no, yeah. I'm 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 actually happy with it. But I think the best thing about our window was getting rid of players. Like getting rid of Ozil was big for us, bro. Because like he 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 was on three fifty k a week. And do you know what? Yeah, when you have loads of players that don't want to be there, but are but still in the dressing room, it's not good, bro. Because all of them are chatting shit. Do you know what I mean? Because think about it, we got rid of Ozil, Socrates, Mustafi. And then today alone, we got rid of Mustafi, which is literally like winning the Premier League. And then we've got, and, and then we got rid of Willock and Ainsley today. Yeah, he's loan. out on loan. And yeah. I think Mustafi, um, Mustafi going to Schalke was a big thing for us getting possibly a new signing. I think it's ongoing. Um, yeah. With our one, but before we yeah, get to Liverpool, yeah, Erks, what about what about Tottenham? Have you looked on business this January? Did you sign anyone? Um, yeah. <laughs> have we signed anyone? Uh, I know um, today Benfica recalled um, Gibson Fernandez, and he's gone back out on loan to Galatasaray. So I think that was good because he weren't even getting in the squad. Uh, no point in having a player on our books that we ain't going to use. Mm. Um, I think Troy Parrott's gone out on another loan to a League One team. Um, so yeah, a couple of the youngsters have gone out. I don't think we've got no, we haven't got anyone in, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But, um, what, uh, what would you have liked to have seen? This is, yeah, this is the thing. Like, uh, Ericsson? The team, yeah. yeah, I would have oh, liked yeah, Ericsson. I would have liked Derrickson to go through, to be honest. Like, um, there was complications with the loan where in unwanted Tottenham to pay his full wage, Tottenham didn't want to. Which is understandable because his wage has gone up now <laughs> quite a bit. Mm, but um, yeah, I just I don't know where it is. Like, um, I think Ericsson would have been the only intelligent signing we could have made, get a player in on loan. But I think there was also the issue that we'd need to get rid of an international player. Oh, so, like, oh, okay. I mean, we got rid of Gedson anyway, but yeah, it was a bit complicated. And yeah, but I would have liked to see Ericsson come back. I think he. He's actually probably the only player that would have made a difference to our team. Mm. Uh, what about you, Ify? Uh, are you happy with the signings United made? Well, yeah. Well, to be honest, I always knew that um, United weren't really going to do anything in in this window. Um, you know, 
I mean, um, in terms of incomings, um, we the signing that we made in the summer, um, he, mm. he's only just come through in it. The the youngster from from um, from Atalanta, um, oh, okay. Diallo. Um, yeah, you know, obviously excited to see what what he can do. Um, like he played in the under twenty threes against Liverpool, and then he scored a couple of goals as well. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So yeah, mm. so, yeah. He looks. You know I mean, you look. Uh, I know it's like like young, like you know, junior football and that, but he looked decent in it. Um, it's still promising. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like United are desperate for for right sided winger man, like desperate. So. <laughs> So, do you remember you know all you United fans that used to think that Sancho was definitely coming? Uh, that yeah. was funny. Oh yeah, that was Sancho for Esco. Sancho was coming, blood. Sancho's coming. Bro, listen. What now, blood? Where is he? <laughs> listen, man. He's coming to, to 2021, man. 2021. <laughs> Hashtag 2021. <laughs> no, okay. but, no, but um, yeah, like, you know, um, it was like it was confirmed the other day that Lingard's gone West Ham. Like, mm-hmm. I literally forgot. I literally forgot this guy played for United, but he's been in the basement, man. Like, bro, he's... That's yeah. On <laughs> honestly, man. So, you know, I'm I'm actually happy for him, man. I hope he does well in it. Because, like, yeah, man, he's... You know, do you know what I mean? He's a... He, he's a... Like, I know he's not the greatest footballer, but but I like his his kind of energy and, and, and the way he looks at life and stuff like that. And obviously, he's been dealing with, with like, a lot of personal issues, so... So like, I, I wish him well in it, and then the other person, the other one I can think of is uh, Timothy Fossumenza. Like he's been loaned out to to Germany, thank God. So okay. yeah, yeah, that's about it really. So I I wasn't really expecting much from this window, like United, especially not not with the not 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 with the situation United are in right now, like being top, being you know around the top of the league. Um, Obviously, last last year they brought in Bruno Fernandes, but that was literally like, like you know, like desperate situation in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I wasn't I wasn't really expecting much from this window, to be honest. No, I hear that. I hear that. I think where came where it comes to Liverpool, so many Liverpool fans were crying out for a centre back all month, and then we was waiting, waiting, nothing's coming in. We was told we had no money in January. <laughs> what I think as I was walking through the door, I heard this meme. Um, Liverpool fans told we have no money in January, so we wait till February first to make two signings. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm literally glad that at the end we were on the verge of getting two two centre backs. I think that will free up a lot of the midfielders that have been covering, so that we can play them higher up the pitch. A lot of people won't make too much of a fuss about it, but I do feel like Liverpool's missed Fabinho being in the cent- like central mid, well DM role for yeah. us and Henderson being further up that mm-hmm. does help in the way we play and the way we press because Henderson's responsible for you know setting the tempo of how our midfield presses just how Firmino does up front and you know Fabinho is just a world-class DM isn't he and I know that we have Thiago and slowly slowly he's starting to get used to the way we play but you know it's still nice to see the boys back up Though I think Fabinho's injured now, he's gonna be out for a few games. Mm. But um, I've been, I think we've put one of our youth centre backs out on on loan to Preston in order for us to get um, Davis. 
So that's going to be an interesting thing. It's good that, um, is it Van der, Van der Beek? I think, or Van der Beek? Van der Berg. Van der Berg, that's his name. I'm thinking <laughs> of United players. Van der Berg, I think, yeah, he's, he's been put out on loan and it will be a good experience for him because apparently he hasn't been playing well for our youth team lately. But, um, yeah, it'll be a good experience for him and we really do need centre-backs. And the fact that we have the option to buy instead of an obligation to buy, that is also going to help Liverpool because we've been told that all Shakhtar hasn't been playing that well recently, your defenders or the defender that we're going to buy. I think his name is... How do you pronounce it? From where? Uh, the one from... Is it Schalke? Kabak. Kabak, that's that's it. I heard that Kabak hasn't been having a great season lately. So yeah. I think the new environment will help him. I think, you know, it's a chance for him to revitalise his career and it will give Klopp a, a good five months to see how he actually plays to see if we actually want to buy him because at the end of the day, after this summer, Gomez and Van Dijk are going to be really close to returning. And we're going to end up with five centre-backs, which is what Liverpool didn't want earlier this season. Because we're going to have Gomez, we're going to have Van Dijk, we're going to have Matip, we're going to have Ben Davies, and we're going to have Kabak. That's five there that you have to keep happy. And it's going to be difficult because the one thing that players want to do is play, you know. But you might get rid of Matip, though. Well, won't you get rid of Matip? Because, you know, his, 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 his injury record is like kind of peak so yeah I, I personally want him to go I want Liverpool to let him go because there's there's no point of having a player that's injured more times than he actually plays you know yeah but Liverpool will probably end up letting him run down his contract I think next season will be his last season at the club you know with um Kobach as well a little mm. fact Liverpool have a thing for Schalke centre-backs because that's where you got Matip from as well isn't it yeah. I believe it is. We got him on a free. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that one we'll see. Out, right? So we'll see. It worked out, right? We've got, got a few trophies on the way. But uh, a little we'll question, see how though, those pan out. For, the, for, for the Liverpool thing, I have one for you and one for Irks. So, you know, on the last podcast, we were speaking about Liverpool's ownership. And, and if you were saying how we didn't really rate it that much, do you, do you, do you think that? you lot signing players on the last day has actually been an example of that because I remember when Arsenal always used to do this and the one thing we always got slated for was, well, why did you have to wait till the last day to do that? And for, for Irks, um, I can't remember a window where I've seen Tottenham go, well, I've seen Tottenham go all out, but it always seems like Tottenham are usually the ones that don't sign players in the window. I'm not saying you never sign players. It's just that I wouldn't like Tottenham's always the side where I wouldn't be shot if you didn't sign anyone. Um, do you feel like you're happy with Tottenham's recent transfers coming in? Do you feel like you guys could have done better or should have done more for this one and the last ones? So those are my questions for both of you. Uh, well, I guess quickly for Liverpool is that I'm kind of sidetracking into a circle back to your question. A lot of people were really angry with our owners for not doing their signings. And the one thing I said was, the one thing I can't stand is when people are too reactionary. Mm. You know, we've been, the owners have been sticking by the team for like the past, for what, decade? 
and this is the first time that they've really been put on the question and they they eventually came through. I think they left it a little bit late. Maybe it's the scouting of players that's been more difficult with all the restrictions. But um, I don't know. We, we should have... These deals should have came earlier and Liverpool are really known for getting their deals done early. I remember when we got Van Dijk. Yeah. That, it was done like one or two weeks before January 1st and then the second midnight hit, Van Dijk was posing with a shirt and posting on social media. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, I do wish they did it earlier, but I'm glad they did it in the end. I'll say that. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, in terms of my question, um, you know, I'm not surprised that we didn't sign anyone this window. I didn't think we were going to. Um, we do often miss a window. I think it was more this year because of how much activity we did in the summer transfer window that I'm not surprised. Um, I think the team's quite heavy anyway. There's a lot of fringe players, you know, Deli Ali, Danny Rose still on the books who don't even play or make the squad. So that whole um, Deli Ali thing's mad. It is mad. And I think our whole, if we were going to do any business this month, it would have been based on them leaving, you know, PSG were in for Ali and whatnot. Um, so yeah, but that's kind of how we've always been. It's always been get a player in to replace a player. We don't often just overload the team. In fact, this window, this summer window just gone, it's the first time I've seen us actually sign for proper depth. Mm. Because you look at Bale. Bale was an expensive player to get in considering we had three, four right-wingers in the club anyway. Yeah. I mean, five if you include Jack Clark. But yeah, it was a, it was a surprising summer window. No, I hear that. I hear that. But I guess this, this brings us to the last section of the pod, if I speak. Um, everyone, for those who are unaware <laughs> of how this section goes, each person says their most controversial footballing opinion. And we kind of gauge on how controversial it is and what our opinions are based on their comment. So this week we'll actually begin with Dre. Yeah. Go on. Every time I say something, everyone's always on me, though. <laughs> 100%, as they everyone's should be. Because you waffle. You absolutely <laughs> waffle. <laughs> All right. Do you know what? So I was thinking this during the week, yeah? And obviously, mm. it's a controversial opinion, so people can agree, disagree, whatever. Um, I actually think that the Premier League or league tables are the only fair way of actually seeing who the best team is. Um, it's like when you look at like what like when you look at Champions League football or World Cup or FA Cup, or whatever, it's knockout football. Someone can turn up for two games, one game, three games, whatever. But with the Premier League, it's the only one where it's like you have to play so much, you actually see who the best is. Um, with all the other cups, it's more like who turns up on the day type thing. Um, mm. I would go further and say, would you look at things like the playoffs and think that's a better option? Obviously, we wouldn't do that because that's way too many games. Obviously, everyone can have their own opinion on how that would change. But my controversial opinion is that the Premier League is the only one where you're like, yeah, this team won it and this is the best team in the league right now. But for example, if we're going World Cup, Champions League, I'll give you two 
examples of cups. So when Chelsea won the Champions League, I don't think there was the best team in Europe. And when Greece won the Euros in 2004, they obviously wasn't the best team in the Euros. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Right. Liverpool, see, Liverpool as well, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, sorry, Liverpool in 05 as well. Yeah. Yeah, we wasn't the best team. AC Milan were. I, I, I was. It's funny because in the shower, I was thinking this ex- like a similar point. My issue is comparing different co- competitions with each other, and I'll explain why. I think. Generally speaking, a league format is harder to win than a knockout format. I'll give you that. The only issue is, is that there are many different knockout formats that, that you can see. So something like the FA Cup, you get drawn and then you can get a different team at, depending on which ground, depends on who gets drawn first. And you can actually have an easy cut run to the, to the final. So in that aspect, I do agree with you that a league is a better representation for who's better rather than knockout. But where the Champions League and the FA Cup differ is that in the Champions League, you have to do a mini league at the beginning so you can see who goes to the knockouts and who gets knocked out or who goes to the Europa League. And then it's double tied. So it gives each team an opportunity to see if, even if one freak result did happen, the quote-unquote better team still has a chance to react to that. And if they are as good as they think they are, they should be good enough to react. Which is why like most of them are you know, double-legged and at each of their home grounds to make it even more fair. And also, where it comes to something like the Champions League and, and the league, is that it requires... A cup competition requires you to show up on demand. You know, mm. it, it requires big plays to kind of be who they are, which is why a lot of people respect Ronaldo as one of the Champions League's top goal scorers, because when the big night comes, he always shows up. And that is the mark of a of a great player or a great team. And I think it, it shows a different skill, in my opinion, to but be able to set up and to win a one-off game. It it takes a different set of skills to win a cup than it does to win a league, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like... so. With the point, for me, it's like, I'm not saying that I would want it to change. Like, I really enjoy the World Cup where it's one match out. Duh, 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 duh. I'm just looking at it from maybe more of a science perspective where you have to test everything. And duh, 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 duh. It's like, when you're looking at one game of football, in that one moment, someone's best player could be ill and it's not really the best predictor of da 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 Do you know what I mean? Obviously, we can criticise anything and say, what if, what if, what if, what if. I, it's just my point is the Premier League, I feel like, is or the league is the best predictor of who's the best team right now. It's like another example I'll give you. I'll give you two, actually. Um, do you remember in 1998 when Brazil played France in the final and Ronaldo was sick? Well, yeah. obviously, you never watched it. But, <laughs> but like back then, I think it was quite well renowned that Ronaldo was the best player in the world and he was sick on the day. Do you know what I mean? And it's one game, one match, it's over. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it should, should change. And then you were saying about um, Champions League and leagues. I think the Champions League is definitely a, uh, like a better predictor than someone like the FA Cup or World Cup, where it's one match, one match, one match, one match. But we have teams like Lyon that got to the semi-final but finished like fifth in the league. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, mm, yeah. which one is the best predictor of... Do you know what I mean? I think teams that are the best win it more nowadays in the Champions League I think there was a point where it was like 
okay, do you know what I mean? There are teams like Porto, Liverpool, do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's my controversial opinion. What, what do you lot think of, of, of that point? Um, yeah. Or if he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I think... Um, I do... I, yeah, I do kind of see where where where, um, where Dre's coming from in terms of um, over a 38-game season, you kind of see the true measure of a team. Um, but then I do also see where where Daz is coming from, where, like, you know, for example, Man City could lose their next two games in the league, but they could still win the league. Mm. Whereas they can't, they, well, they can't lose their next two Champions League games. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I do see where Daz is coming from in, in terms of there's like, there's like a jeopardy of like, if we if we don't like if, if we don't turn up today, we're we're out of the competition, and that is a different psychological um, challenge. Whereas, like in in the prem, you can you you can have an off day, but then you can go and smack a team five 0 the next week. Do you know what I mean? There, there's nothing like that in in the Champions League. So, yeah. um, I I know I'm I'm basically kind of kind of sitting on the fence here, but. Um, yeah, I think it's just yeah, it's it's just different. I I don't know which one's harder or which one's easier. It's, it's just different. It's it's a different mentality for both yeah. of them. It's like a different type of challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's that's, that. that's a fair enough answer. It's more it's more of like a hypothetical question than actually happening. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Mm. All right, Ify, go on. Your what's your controversial opinion? Um. My controversial opinion is Ndombele is top three midfielders in the Premier League. Top three? Uh, top three, man. Like, bro, I've, I don't think people realise how good this guy is, man. Like, the way the, like, the way this guy's got a picture in his head when he gets the ball. Like, and he's so, he, he's like, he reminds me of um, like, like when, when Tottenham had um, Musa Dembele, where he'll get the ball, and it it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter if a man's pressing him, he, he he can hold them off, turn, and then find the pass. Like top three, though. I just top That's three, man. Like I, 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 I agree. agree. <laughs> like because yeah, Urkan would agree. Uh, yeah, Urk's Urk's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no, no, no. Because I just don't know who else in the Premier League yet. Yeah, can can do that. Like I, I think Thiago, Thiago. Like what about Pogba? Like do, Pogba yeah, could. Bruno. Yeah, maybe Pogba. Grealish. Grealish. Nah, he's, a, he's a wide player, isn't it? I don't think do anyone you know, does it as consistently as as Ndombele does. Though. Yeah. Like yeah, man. Kevin De Bruyne. He don't do that sort of stuff, though. He don't do that. Um, it's more yeah. physical. Party? I'm talking about half turn, re- receiving the ball on 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 the half turn, man, and and just carrying it and just taking his team taking his okay. team up, up the pitch, bro. He's so, he's so good at that, man. What's your point then? Because I'm saying, so you said he's top three midfielders, but when I say yeah. De Bruyne, you're saying, oh, but De Bruyne don't do that. So are we saying Not- midfielder or just Dembele type players? All, yeah, like all around, centre mids or just midfielders. 
all I'm seeing all round midfielders like in, in terms of dribbling, ball carrying, passing, um, you know, even shooting and stuff. I, I, I think I think he's got it all, bro. But 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 right now he's playing in a very rigid system. That's mm. where 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 he probably doesn't have as as much freedom to do to do those things. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. for me, if you if you put him in a more fluid system, bro. Like this guy, bro. You don't. <laughs> it, this guy will be frightening, bro. He'll be frightening. Like I just. The thing is, I I see him play, and I I remember during the Tottenham Liverpool game, he was actually the best midfielder on the pitch. He was just getting past players. He was breezing players for fun. I think he's so a good. very very talented centre mid. I do. He's so but he's so good, man. To say he's the best, like top three centre mids, or well, sorry, top three midfielders. There's too many players where I've seen them do it year in, year out. Like what Dre was saying, Kevin De Bruyne, you've got your Bruno Fernandes, who's a match winner, whether you like him or not. Pogba. You've you've got Pogba, who's inconsistent. I there's a, there's an argument to be had, and I'm not, you know, that would be my controversial opinion. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that one. But you have people like Thiago. You have people like Thiago hasn't been in the league that long. I don't know. There's just even Madison um, is even good. Even Thomas Partey. People, no, no, but the people you just named, you can you can list them on on one hand. Do you know what I mean? So that mm. that's my point. Like, there's not there's not too many men you, you can say in this league that are better than them. There's not too many men. Even all right, all right. Even if you say top three is a wild statement, top five. Yeah, top, I like, wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't mind top five. Think, yeah. You know what? The thing is, I I probably feel comfortable saying top five at the end of the season. It's just okay. now. It's, it's like now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just now. That's it's a timing thing. That's all. But no, he's he's yeah. definitely up there. I would actually take him at my club. I don't know about you, lot, but if you're talking about talented, oh, then 100%. I think for talent, he's top three, one hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Like I've seen, a, ability, I've seen enough of him. Mm. Yeah. He's quality, man. Quality. Hundred percent. Uh, go on, Nux. What What is your controversial opinion of the day? I don't even know. You know. Mourinho's lost his <laughs> fucking mind. That's my controversial. He's, that, he's pissed. He's, he's wrestled from. You know what? Yeah. His mind, fam. I wouldn't even mind hearing Irk's rant for, 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 for five more minutes has his um, controversial opinion. I wouldn't even mind. <laughs> 100%, fam. I don't even know like, what else to say. This guy just don't, he don't know how to pick a team anymore. Do you know what, yeah. I was going to ask you um, a question, but obviously we came off the Tottenham thing ages ago, but if you're not going to say an opinion, I'll ask you the, the question now. What happened with Deli Ali, man? Like, what, what happened with all that? Because for me, I'm so I'm so confused because when because when Jose came in, yeah, I remember watching that, um, is it All or Nothing, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. that whole show, yeah? The, literally the first thing my man said is that he wants to get Ali back to form because he's so important for the team. It was always Kane, Ali, Kane, Ali, Kane, Ali. All the time, he was the poster boy for Tottenham behind Kane. What the hell happened? I don't know what happened with him. There's like, there's uh maybe it's just a mentality thing. I don't think, I don't think Delhi's got the mentality, like the winner's mentality that Mourinho loves. He's a bit like, as talented as he is, he is a kid ball. And even like, mm. You can see that in him, like him and Harry Kane are like two, three years apart. But mm. the way Harry conducts his business and the way Deddy conducts his business different. are two like very different. Mm. And I think you know, 
I think sometimes players limit themselves. They're just gassed to be in the situation they're in. Like, oh, well, I'm a Premier League footballer, blah, blah, blah. I can get any goal I want. I can do this. I can do that. But really and truly, you know, they're not thinking further ahead. They're not thinking, I want to be the best in the world. And I think as a footballer, you always got to think, I want to be the best in the world at what I do. And I don't think he thinks like that. And I think that's the problem there. He's not hungry enough to be consistent every game. And Mourinho, Mourinho won't have it. No, I 100% agree with that. Fair enough. The only thing is, though, does Mourinho sometimes... When, whenever you hear stories about Mourinho falling out with players, do you think it's Mourinho's issue or do you think it's the players' issue? Because there's Deli Alli and there's... Is it Sergio right now? Yeah. And Danny Rose. And, and Danny um, Rose. I think Mourinho is very picky. I think he lacks a certain style of player and a certain mentality. He's very specific in what he likes a person to be and their attitude and their, their whole approach to football. But it ends up alienating a lot of people because he's so specific with it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, if he does get a, 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 a starting eleven of those players that he likes, he, he will win stuff. He's proven that time and time again. His You look at the mentalities in that dressing room at his Real Madrid team, his Inter team, they were all men. And I think, you know what it is? I don't think football's changed. That's made Mourinho look outdated. I think players have changed. I think society's changed. Yeah. And I think players are just softer than they used to be. 100%. It, it sounds like you've just went from, you know, screw Mourinho, the guy is done at it, to, you know, the world's just not ready for Mourinho. <laughs> it's the world's <laughs> changed, not Mourinho. <laughs> I mean, Mourinho is done as well. Yeah, you no, need to no, understand that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sorry, no, 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 sorry. No, I think I, I do think both of those things are correct. I, I think, yeah, like the game's changed there, but when the game changes, you you have to adapt to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, exactly, bro. Yeah. So, so for Fergie, yeah, man, man was bro. He this this brother was managing in the eighties, yeah. When 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 footballers were drinking, do you know what I'm saying? And then. He was, and, and then he was managing in the like like ten years ago when when like players like players like Nani and Ronaldo like you got to adapt to it. So I, I feel like Mourinho's got he's got to look at himself as well. Like I do think I do think like towards the end of the Pochettino era, Deli Ali was kind of starting to fall off a little bit, but mm. but also I don't think. Marino's really handled the situation well. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You can see why Marino's always going for older players nowadays. He wants yeah. it now, isn't it? He even yeah. said something about Lampard where he said that Lampard was a man at 23 or 24 and things like that. You don't get that nowadays. Yeah, you really true. don't. It's true. No, but it's at the same time, true. he kind of damages himself because I think he always thinks he's going to find those players and he, he, he ain't going to find them anymore. They don't exist anymore. So maybe you've got to be a bit more patient Different with these, these players. You know what I'm saying? The old school, hard, hard-ass, be a prick tactics don't work anymore. You know what I'm saying? Players yeah. are more sensitive nowadays. Mm, exactly. Now I hear that. All right. Well, I guess what my controversial opinion would be is, and this is going to rattle a few, a few feathers, I think if you take every aspect of what makes a football player a football player, uh, you take that into consideration. I think Henderson is a better footballer oh, my days, 
Deadpool Pogba. Bro, I'm done with it. Oh. Just... <laughs> 100%. I think Henderson <laughs> is a better footballer. That doesn't even make Pogba. sense. That doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Yeah, when you say footballer, that makes it sound like you think Henderson has more technical ability. Exactly. Than... Right. I, I, I did try to make a an effort to emphasise every aspect of what makes a football player a football player. So I'm talking the mentality side, the the leadership side, the professionalism. Oh, well, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was watching a, I was watching an interview. Actually, no, I'm not even going to bring that up. Basically, I was having a conversation with my dad and what he explained was, what is the point of having all that talent if you're only going to show up 60% throughout a whole season? I would rather a footballer give me, you know, 70% of what that footballer, like the other footballer has throughout the whole season, be consistent. Because you know what you're going to get out of them. You know, they're reliable. And at the end of the day, you win titles from consistent performances. You can't win titles and win things from inconsistent performances. I think Henderson provides more, provides more for a team than what Paul Popper does. And in, at the end of the yeah. day, being a footballer is about being the best in your position and winning things. And I just feel like Henderson brings more as a football player. I wouldn't argue with that. I'll prefer Henderson on my team than Pogba because I know I'm going to get Henderson. With, with that argument, though, Sissoko's better than Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a, a 10 list of midfielders better than Paul Popka? <laughs> Oi, no. <laughs> and we can no, do it, no, you know. Thomas Party. Thomas Party. Thomas Party. Jorginho. Shaka blood. <laughs> nah, that's mocking it. That's mocking it. Calvin Phillips. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Calvin Phillips, you know. Oi, Oi question, yeah. You know, mm. with um, you know, with Rodriguez in Everton, is that a loan or a permanent deal? Permanent deal, I think. No way. Yeah, they bought him. That they? is crazy, yeah. bruv. Yeah, that's mad it's that they've actually got him. You know, he's balling. Yeah, but that's mad that they've actually got him. It, it doesn't matter though, because at the end of the day, and I'm gonna stick by it. Oh yeah, big up Newcastle. 2-0, come on. Everton is finishing outside the top 10. It's happening. It's happening. I called it. And they're going to fall by the wayside. Everton are the new Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> they're no, you just don't know what one is going to turn up. <laughs> coming up, fam. Mm. <clears throat> nah, but... You know, on that note, um, thank you guys for coming on to do the podcast we appreciate it and i'm sure the listeners will all appreciate what you have to say um yeah yeah man. i don't know thank you very yeah, much man. enjoyed it man enjoyed it bro this was a good one man i can't lie mm. yeah. yeah yeah it was fun no, good well. to hear man quick predictions for the weekend for your team if you remember who you're playing or not the weekend just midweek yeah Arsenal playing. yeah do you, do you remember who everyone's playing? I can quickly pull out a few. Yeah. Southampton. Uh, now they're playing Wolves. Yeah, all right. So I'll shout out the result and whoever supports that team say their prediction. Wolves versus Arsenal. 2 0 Arsenal. Jeez. Okay. United versus Southampton. 1 uh, 0. 1 0 Manu. Yeah. 1 0 Manu. 
Oh no, not confident. Yeah, Tottenham. Mm, Tottenham versus Chelsea. When's that Chelsea? When's that last game on Thursday? Thursday, I'm watching that. That's going to be a mad team. If you can jump in, both your teams are playing. Imagine if Tottenham Chelsea. Uh, uh, Ah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I bless. And then I guess for the Liverpool versus Brighton, we're going to three one. Go for it. What Brighton? (laughs) Three one again. Ah, matting. Three one Liverpool. Mope. Three nil, man. Three nil. Is a cheat, and he needs to get relegated now, Jacob. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Th- thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good evening. Thanks, guys. Good a bit, lads. Peace. A bit.